1: All right, all right, all right. How's it going, everybody out there and in the Marvels Nation? I am Matt Beamer. Alongside me, as always, Preston Lou Thank you so much for tuning in, Preston. How are you doing tonight?
2: Doing wonderful, Beamer. How are you doing?
1: I can't complain. Uh, we are under contract. We found a house. We're under contract. That's awesome.
2: Congratulations.
1: So, yeah. Now we're going through the stressful part of getting all of the background checks and the mortgages and all that, that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Last time I checked, you guys are like. Look in one area, and then I get here, and you're like, "Oh, hey, yeah, guess what?
1: Yeah, we're gonna stay here in Somerville. <laughs> I won't give out the address.
2: No, just for want people stalking. You yeah, like I don't that.
1: want people stalking me because we have such a awesome fan base.
2: I know. Can you I, believe it? Yeah, yeah, we're getting we're
1: consistent. We're yeah. consistent, and I think today, and today's a big day. We're finally giving away that Mark Martin plaque. After discussing it with Preston, we've decided." To do, We want to give everybody an equal shot. I would hate just to do a one-shot pew, and it's over with. I yeah. would hate to do that and not give... Because we have 87 people that entered in in this thing, which is way more than I expected. Hopefully, we could get 87 views consistently from now on. But here's what I thought. And this is just a test run. It's going to be official, but this is going to be a test to see if we do future... Giveaways like this. Yeah, exactly. NASCAR cup playoff format. We'll, we'll pick 16 random names, put them in, and then just keep going down eliminating till we get to number one. That way, at least if you're in the top 16, oh, you have a chance. Yeah, I like it. We're going to give it a go. Yeah, and well, is, I
2: mean, it can't hurt.
1: It can't hurt, and this is our first drawing, and if people don't like it, make suggestions. My wife wanted to uh, have our dog pick it. Oh. It's like, how are you going to pick? How are, you, how are you going to do that? She said, I wanted him to pick a treat. I said, so you're going to lay down 87 treats.
2: Yeah. What if he just eats all of them? And
1: he's just going to eat all of them, and exactly. it's just going to be a cluster. So I decided against that. I made an executive decision. Love my wife. She's great. She's been on the show a couple of times. Can't do it.
2: Yeah. Can't well, do- I mean, at least this format kind of makes it seem exciting. You know, like you said, it's it's boring just picking just one person yeah. and, and then done, you know, Oh, womp. Well, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: But I, I think... We're gonna wait till the end of the show to take care of that, but now I guess we'll just hop right into it. Yeah. Auto racing news.
2: Yeah, we're.
1: I almost we're I was to talking you. in the
2: middle of that. That was weird.
1: Oh, sorry about that. So no, you're good. A little bit of news in the world of auto racing. We're three weeks away from on track activity at Daytona for the Cup Series or NASCAR in general. Yeah. For the Clash, but you know, one of the these stories I came across this past week. That I thought was very interesting. We hinted on it. We just didn't know. I didn't know it would happen this fast. Xfinity race is going to be at Indianapolis. It's going to be raced on the same weekend as the July 4th race. Yes. However, they're not racing the oval. They are racing the road course.
2: I like it. I like the I,
1: I love that idea. I can't wait to see how that will transpire. Maybe add another, that as another track or whatever. I don't know. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be interesting. That's a fun course. I've only I've seen that course ran live when I saw the 2004 United States Grand Prix with Formula One. And it was fun. And the downside to road course racing, or the downside to a track that big with all those buildings in the center is you won't be able to see the whole track. You can't see the whole track anyway. We only we sat on the front stretch, so it was out of turn 13 or turn 11, whatever yeah. one it was. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing, Ralph Schumacher crashed and stopped right in front of us. I thought that was crazy.
2: But I can't wait to see
1: that. And what are your thoughts on that?
2: Like, like I said, I like the idea. It's exciting, you know. NASCAR is, I think they're, you know, they're trying to add more. I mean, you I mean, you never know. We're talking about an Xfinity race. Maybe they add it to the Cup Series. Maybe they make Indy two, you know, two dates in the season. I don't know. Maybe it might attract more fans to come right. back, you know.
1: I don't know. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun for me to see that ran because it's never it's a course that it was only been it hasn't been raced for stock cars but jeff gordon did the training paint thing with the Juan Pablo montoya back in i think 2003
2: yeah i mean now, what what better than to do it in the xfinity series they get to race all kinds of cool road courses anyways and you're like road america
1: yeah so, so why not
2: why not exactly i love
1: to i can't wait to see that that's july 4th weekend for the xfinity race that saturday you got any news
2: uh yep uh front road motorsports is going truck series racing this upcoming season with todd gilliland
1: so, okay, Todd on, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I had to put a name with the face real yeah. quick in my brain housing group.
2: <laughs> yeah, so they're going truck series racing, which, good on them. I guess they're trying to, you know, expand that their playing field, I guess you could say, a little bit more. Yeah,
1: with Front Row being maybe a C-team in NASCAR in the Cup Series, what do you think they'll be in the truck series? Do you think they're spreading themselves too thin? Because remember we had Josh Ray-um on here, and he's so focused on truck series and building that organization up. To be the best it can be. Yeah. Do you think that front row is maybe shooting themselves in the foot?
2: No, not so much. I mean, they're only, as far as I've seen, it looks like they're only trying, they're going with one truck and that's it, so. Is it I mean, a full-time schedule? They didn't specify, but I'm assuming that it probably will be. Todd okay. Gilliland is, I I don't know if he races full-time or not to begin with in the truck series. He has been racing in the truck series. He has been. I would. I would probably venture to say it would probably be full time. I think they're probably gonna have him race one or two seasons. They're probably. Well, how would you say it? Um, like a farm system kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe I can they're see trying that. to. They're gonna eventually work his way up because I know that they're down to a two car team, I believe, again in the Cup Series. Right. So, I mean, they've also expanded. I mean, geez, excuse me, extending their services with Roush Fenway and Roush Yates and Ford. For this upcoming season. Oh, so. that's good. Right, I'm extending. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I
1: think Front Row has a future for them. They're, I think they're the hidden rock. They're diamond beneath the rough.
2: They've been in the sport for quite some time now.
1: Very much so. And they've developed well. They're now starting to run a little better. Yeah. Maybe here in the next couple of years with the introduction of the Gen 7 car and it being kind of on the same playing field, a little more level racing, maybe they'll be up there more competitive.
2: Mm-hmm. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, and then I found something in the world of IndyCar. It looks like James Hinchcliffe is hinting, or the rumor is hinting towards a possible ride in NASCAR in 2020 on a road course. Huh. Guess to kind of get his feet wet. Yeah. And I like seeing other drivers come in and or going to Indy like Kurt Busch did a few years ago and giving it a go. Why not? Tony Stewart did it. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. He's very well-versed in any type of vehicle he could drive in.
2: Kind of reminds me of like having like yeah, road course ringers like boris said
1: i miss boris uh, yeah he man, always got, heads yeah he, oh, <laughs> he always got mad at everybody and he raced twice a year yeah he
2: was a very angry person at times <laughs> my goodness
1: that was fun though watching boris said man i forgot about that name
2: now uh we'll move on to another thing let's talk daniel suarez for a second okay now i I mentioned to you, we never mentioned it on the podcast last week, but I mentioned to you that there were rumors that Daniel Suarez had possibly found a full-time ride. I remember that. Well, according to Twitter, Toby Christie, who is a NASCAR reporter, was reporting that Daniel Suarez does have a full-time ride with Gaunt Brothers Racing, which fields the number 96 car. He would be replacing Parker Kligerman, but the team has not made an official announcement yet. But according to Toby Christie... There has been a deal that has been reached.
1: Daniel, I don't know about. And, and he's he's a good driver. You have to be good to be in NASCAR, in any form of NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be, a, you have to have talent there. Does Suarez have the talent, though? He got, he was there at Stuart Haas, very good equipment for a couple years.
2: He was at Joe Gibbs, too.
1: And he was at Joe Gibbs. And did he really produce enough, obviously not, to have him go away yeah, and get booted out of that seat for somebody else? And it could be money. It could be a business thing. It's not necessarily a Daniel Suarez thing. But at the same time, do you think he has what it takes to stay in that and do well?
2: To be honest, I don't know. This 96 car, I, I heard reports that they didn't even run full-time last season to begin with. I mean, I heard he had, that, he had an Xfinity ride lined up at one point then I guess he decided not to go that route. I never really heard too much official stuff on if he actually had Xfinity Rides lined up or what.
1: Because he's raced in NASCAR in the Cup Series for three years. Two with Joe Gibbs in the 19 car replacing Carl Edwards. Mm -hmm. And one in Stuart Haas replacing Kurt Busch when he went to Ganassi. No wins. Best finish from what I could see is a third or second at Pocono a couple seasons ago but then finished 20th the first year with Gibbs, 21st, and then 17th. Really, does he have what? It, and now he's going to a lower-level team, a C team, and I get it. He's, he's got a following. He's got, you know, international draw. But I don't think that's an excuse to keep him in the car.
2: Well, according to the article that Toby Christie had come out with, according to multiple sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity,
1: and then amenity.
2: A deal between Suarez and the Gaunt Brothers for the full 2020 NASCAR Cup series season had been completed. But there's still speculation of sponsorships.
1: And that's a big part of it. Yeah. I heard somewhere I saw somewhere too where Coca Cola is jumping on board with that.
2: Well, it, also in the article down here at the bottom, or near the end of the article, uh the sources it says sources would not divulge with which sponsors are involved in the deal, but it is worth noting that previous backers of Suarez, Eris, and Coca-Cola, did not appear in their usual B-post position on a recent Cold Custer 2020 paint scheme rendering. Interesting. Maybe Coca-Cola, maybe Eris.
1: That means Eris got pulled. Well, is Eris still with Joe Gibbs? No, not really. I think they followed him to Stuart Haas, if I remember correctly.
2: Now, I don't know what make, I don't know if... The 96 car runs Chevrolet or Toyota.
1: I can't recall offhand. I want to say it's a Ford. sounds like Ford, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah. Would they even have any kind of, like, I don't know. I want to say backing, but you know, like how Joe Gibbs has got Levine family racing. Now it's kind of like a satellite team. It could be. Would they have any help from anybody?
1: I don't know. It depends on the make. I
2: guess we'll wait and find out on that one.
1: We will. And I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath about him. He's had three years to prove himself in top-quality equipment, and he hasn't to me. Yeah. Everybody else on those organizations has won, Mm -hmm. except Daniel Suarez.
2: Except Daniel Suarez. And other news. Other news. Coke 600 weekend. Okay. Uh, Dates have been changed around. Uh, It used to be Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. I guess qualifying was usually Saturday, I believe, right? I can't remember. Friday,
1: Saturday. So
2: instead of Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, it's now just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the Arca series race that is usually raced on Thursday gets moved to Friday as well.
1: I might have to head up there that weekend and just take in all four races. I wonder if
2: they're trying to shorten the weekend for the fans. You know,
1: I mean, when I go camp, when we go camping there, or you and I go, or when I go alone, I don't mind spending all weekend there. Yeah, it isn't a bother to me. I don't think it's a bother to a fan who goes there and enjoys the camping enjoys all that. So I don't know why they're doing that. I, I doubt it's for the fans. It might fans. be for
2: um, cutting costs, possibly. I mean, you're be. having teams at the track on Thursday. I mean, even though it's in the Charlotte area, most teams are based in that area to begin with. I mean, it could be cost-cutting measures instead of having teams there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. I don't Sunday. think it'll
1: take away just, from the Coca-Cola 600 no, weekend. not at all.
2: Not at all. And just shorten it up and make it a little bit more busier. Right. Which might be good for the fans, though, you know? Yeah,
1: I'll just sit there in the stands and, oh, okay, watch the next activity going on the track. Yeah, practice, qualifying, Xfinity race, you know. I'll sit there for hours just watching cars go in circles. I don't mind. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Who wouldn't want to do that? I do it every weekend during race season. All right, you got anything else for news? Kyle Larson, Chili Bowl champion. Chili Bowl champion. Let's talk about that for a minute. That's a big deal.
2: That is a very big deal for It's him. kind of
1: the mix of, it's kind of like, I I feel like the Chili Bowl just based on who I saw racing and it's kind of like the new IROC. Mm-hmm. It's like every division of racing seemed to be in it. And with the exception of Formula 1, I didn't see any Formula 1 drivers in there. That'd be cool to see Lewis Hamilton race in it. They need to bring back IROC. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. But yeah, uh, congrats to Kyle Larson for winning that. It's He's been chasing that for a
2: while. Yeah, people were... Some people... We're like on the fence. Some people hated it, some people congratulated him. I don't why, know why. Why do you think to
1: hate on Kyle Larson I don't or know. any driver from winning a race? Well,
2: like I was telling you before we even before we even started this that somebody had put on Twitter about they thought he was trashing the NASCAR sport because one of his quotes that he had said was just how <laughs> just how close i've been to winning that's where this race has meant more to me but now maybe after winning the chili bowl the daytona 500 will be the next race that's going to mean the most to me okay what's wrong with that i don't really see anything that's wrong with that kyle larson started off on the dirt yeah exactly some people said that i saw comments that said you know oh kyle larson can't win in nascar right now because of the safer barriers because it makes the track more narrow No, Uh, I don't know where that would come into play on some tracks. I don't see people
1: constantly scraping the safer barriers. Yeah, it takes away a foot and a half
2: or something like that. Two feet, maybe. Come on, yeah. You're gonna
1: blame the safer barriers on him not winning in NASCAR when he has one in NASCAR.
2: Yeah, okay. So (laughs) I think we should jump into a hate man segment here, real quick. Oh man, heading right now. Hey, Mayan. Hey man,
1: jumping right into it. I love okay. It.
2: So, after uh, I saw that quote, I was on uh, NASCAR on NBC. So, some of the comments. This guy, David. He says right, David. If he concentrated more on NASCAR than sprint car racing, then maybe he could win more NASCAR races. But hey, I get it. He wants to be known as a, known as a race car driver and not just a NASCAR driver.
1: Well, I, here's what I say to David. Tony Stewart raced everything he could. He, was, he is the old-school version of Kyle Larson. Yeah. Tony Stewart is. And to say that, a race car driver, he's the race car driver's race car driver right there. Mm-hmm. He'll race anything. Yeah. You put Kyle Larson in anything, sprint car, stock car, I dare say down the road he's going to race in Indianapolis for the 500. But to say he spends too much time concentrating on that, the NASCAR, is a load of baloney to me. Well. <laughs> because... This, I mean, Tony Stewart did the same thing. Yes. He did the exact <laughs> same thing. He did a few doubleheaders. He's raced in dirt, and he's raced sprint cars during Cup couple of weekends, and it's an off-season. NASCAR, NASCAR, yeah. NASCAR is starting in three weeks. Who, yeah. Who cares? Just let the man race and let him, you know, soak it in. It's like he's been going for this goal for
2: a long time, it sounds like. Well, what's funny is how you're just... Going on right there, you had your answer real quick. Somebody answered back to this guy on Facebook. Okay. He said, I mean, Tony did it for the longest time and had 49 wins and three championships, so try again. And then he said, in fact, Tony won the Chili Bowl and the NASCAR Championship in 2002. Hey, man. hello. It could happen. <laughs> I mean, Kyle
1: Larson might win the, Chili, win the Chili Bowl, and now he might be the 2020 Cup champion. Yeah. never know.
2: Well, let's stay with Hey Man segment for a second Okay, here. staying so, with Hey Man. Haley Deegan is gonna race in her first is it IMSA race? IMSA series, yes. On Friday, coming up. Haley Deegan. Haley Deegan. And she her her teammate okay. for this race is Chase Briscoe. Okay. So of course people had to comment on this one. Somebody, a lady, said A lady. Yes. A okay. hey lady here. Such a joke. Step out of the car and get off the track. Make men's state of mind different when a woman is in the field. By Felicia. I don't even know what she means by he- that.
1: Heaven forbid a man says women shouldn't be driving in the first place. Yeah. I mean, women are statistically safer drivers than men anyway. Men are too full of testosterone and like, hey, watch me. If one woman goes down the track or down the road. I don't see that being a problem. I like to see i like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing Haley Deegan's career progress. Man, what a shot to the gut there. Holy cow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming from a woman.
2: Yeah. And then somebody else said so, this race starts at 1 o'clock on Friday, and, of course, somebody else had a comment. Friday at one fifteen, the car will be retired.
1: Not necessarily.
2: Uh, I don't think she's going to crash like what, that. What if Chase Briscoe crashes? Yeah. I mean, we don't even know who's starting, you know, who's going to race first anyways.
1: Yeah. My goodness, people.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with people these days. I think
1: people feel like they could get in this car. I think people look at NASCAR like it's really easy. Or yeah. racing in general, like, oh, you just turn left and go in circles. Like, a little more to yeah, it than that. Yeah, there's way more to it than and, that. And what do I know? I've never raced like I've talked about on the show plenty of times. The closest I'll ever get is iRacing. Mm-hmm. That's the closest I'll ever get to on-track anything, and that is tough.
2: Yeah, it's very tough. So you got people hating
1: on Haley. and I'm curious to see what she's going to do in ARCA. I'm going to watch a lot of ARCA racing this year just to watch Haley Deegan.
2: So we'll, we're going to continue to stay on the Hayman because there was just, okay. I don't know what's wrong with people. So let's talk about first the fifth gear in this new Gen 7 car coming out.
1: That's interesting to see. I, I've noticed that when they were doing their tests. I think there at Homestead, looking at the dash and I noticed a fifth gear.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a normal four gear, four Ford gears and one reverse gear. I guess they're going up to five now. Maybe an overdrive gear.
2: Well, I I don't know. I heard rumors that there was supposed to be like six gears, but maybe for like the road courses, you know? Maybe, I don't know.
1: That's gonna be difficult for the driver to do.
2: Yeah. I don't know. But fifth gear was just as surprising when I was yeah, somebody was like, Yo, did you see the the recent video of Eric Jones? And I was like, No And they're like, Well, there's a fifth gear in there and I was like, I gotta see it then, you know? So Mm -hmm. So, we get there, and of course, here we go, people commenting on Facebook right away. This guy says, I just can't see myself liking this new car. It sounds way underpowered, plus he never lifted once, so that tells me the cars are going to be even, so the only way to get an edge is on pit road. So, this series will basically be turned into the battle of pit crews and not drivers on the actual track. Hey, man, that's totally wrong.
1: Nowadays, races are won and lost in the pits. I'll go back all the way to 2002. Jimmy Johnson's rookie season, mm-hmm. dominating the Coke 600, blowing everybody away, leading by four or five seconds, comes into the pit more than once. I think it happened twice. Overshoots his pit. He's a rookie. Overshoots his pit. Loses the race. Races are one and lost in the pits anyway. So if it's a battle of pit crews, I'd much rather, I don't care if the cars are evenly matched. I mean, the drivers will find a way to adapt and stay up front. Or they'll or they'll just sink stink like sink like a stone in the ocean. Yeah. I'm curious to see it. I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to it. I think this is a good move for NASCAR, fifth gear or not.
2: Yeah, I mean if he's I mean, this is obviously these are just tests. I mean, if he's running <laughs> wide open, I mean what he's running wide open alone. Yeah, exactly. Who, who's to
0: say
1: whenever these two cars get together, they're they're gonna be a handful.
2: Now let's I mean, you know, how about let's go back I can't remember the exact year. But let's go back to that all-star race a couple years ago. They had some weird different package, and everybody was running in like a pack, and it was all wide open racing it was the this entire year. time. No, 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 no. This, it wasn't this year. It was, I want to say it was two years ago. Okay. And it was the whole, from the NASCAR open, and then right on over to the all-star race. Wide open, and it was almost like running in a pack. But all those guys were not running wide open the entire time, because you do have the lift. Because you're, yeah, the there's air twenty the, cars on the track the right the there in front of you. Air aerodynamics will push
1: you up the track.
2: Yeah, Plans. I mean, granted, that was probably one of the most exciting also races I had seen in quite. Now we're not memory. engineers.
1: Yeah, we're not seeing any numbers. However, I would have to say, wait till a second. Wait till they start running two, three, four cars, getting yeah. a representative from Toyota, Ford, exactly, and Chevy all out there, maybe. Two drivers each or six cars, and then see what happens.
2: Yeah, this guy just needs to slow down. It's just one test. Well, I mean, it's a third test, but like you said, it's just a single car out there. We don't know anything else no, yet. No,
1: absolutely not.
2: What's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with people?
1: I don't know. What's wrong with these fans? A- everybody's around? a critic. But speaking of that, I got a great debate segment.
2: Oh, bring it. Let's
1: hear it. All right. And I've been thinking about this for a while and how to approach this, and it's a very sen- it would be a very sensitive topic to hear if with some people. So, if some people will... Like it, some people won't. I'm curious to see what our fans on Facebook and Twitter will think to this. Our debate segment this week does NASCAR and NASCAR fans alike talk about Dale Earnhardt too much? Dale Earnhardt Sr. Dale
2: Earnhardt Sr. Now, Do, are we talking, are they, are we like, is it when we're it watching broadcasts and the It the seems like every there?
1: year there is another documentary on the 2001 Daytona 500.
2: I mean, I always see the same one on YouTube all the time. There was one that just came out by
1: Michael Waltrip. I bought it on Amazon Prime. I thought it was a good documentary, never-before-seen footage, you know.
2: Oh, I have yet to see that one.
1: I'll I'll let you watch it at work one day or something. But he was talking about that race and how he went from the highest and highest to the lowest of lows in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. That's the name of this movie. Yeah. I, I watched it, and it wasn't nothing I haven't heard before. In regards to the death of Dale Earnhardt.
2: So basically they just kind of like. Flipping. It's just, it
1: was just rehashing yeah. the same thing. I've heard a lot of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Talk about NASCAR. And it's like the day NASCAR died. Is the day Dale Earnhardt died. False. Yeah exactly. But then you, you watch this. And every time the Daytona 500 comes up. You always hear Mike Joy. 20 years of trying. 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt wins. It never fails. Yeah. That always comes up. Every time we go to Charlotte for the Coke Six Hundred, Dale Earnhardt's passing the grass, and I get it. There's history involved in there, but does not. But do we talk about it too much? You look at Formula One and the death of Ayrton Senna in 1994 at Imola. How many times? And I don't know if you've watched many NASCAR races, how many or Formula One races. How many times have you heard them bring up Ayrton Senna? If it has, if it didn't have to deal with beating or tying or passing his all-time wins or. Beating or passing his championships.
2: From the races that I have seen, I have yet to hear anything like that.
1: Right. There's one documentary I know about Ayrton Senna, and it's called Senna. Great documentary about his progression up through Formula 1 until his death. Mm -hmm. So that brings the question, because you could compare that. The death of Ayrton Senna is to Formula 1 as the death of Dale Earnhardt is to
2: NASCAR. I mean, people were... Seemed lost after Dale did die, but, I mean, like, you can't... That whole statement that NASCAR died after he died. We can go, like, a couple races after that happens, and Steve Park is winning, and everybody's, like, on a high. Holy crap, you know? Right. DEI is winning races. Hello. Dale Jr. wins in July.
1: But I just see it all the time in NASCAR, and it kind of bugs me, because I at first I did fall and follow... All that Dale Earnhardt stuff. I wanted to know much about Earnhardt as I can because I never saw him race until that day, and then he died that day. Yeah. But I knew who he was, but then I saw all the fan support. It's like, man, people really like this guy. I got a few Dale Earnhardt hats.
2: He was a very well-liked... I mean, the Intimidator, yeah.
1: Justin Wilson's crash at Indy, mm-hmm. or his incident at Indy where he got hit in the head by a nose cone and died, was at that race, and the only ripple effect I saw from that race... And change that from that race was Formula One in the Halo system. Okay, yeah. Indy's developing and their similar looking Halo system where they could be a little lower in the cockpit. But do you do you think NASCAR talks about Dale, Dale Earnhardt too much?
2: To an extent, yes. I mean, I have seen on broadcasts where even the commentators are comparing or talking about Dale Earnhardt from years past about at certain tracks. You know,
1: and that's okay to do. Yeah, for a few times, but then every time we go to Talladega, Dale Earnhardt has the most wins at Talladega. Great, that's awesome. I know that. You think it's a nostalgia thing? That I mean, compared to fans of Formula One,
2: yeah, it is a nostalgia thing. But I mean, I'll go right back and say this. You know, not only do the commentators have commentator stuff talked about it, but I've been to races. And I've heard fans, I mean, like these just I don't understand what the problem is, but they're like, oh, if Dale Earnhardt was racing these days, oh man, these guys would, wouldn't even stand a chance. I was like, ah, I don't know about that. We are talking about different cars and you know, different drivers nowadays too. I mean, we don't know. Right. Why are we still why are we trying to compare from the nineties still? Why are we still trying to do that in early two thousand?
1: I think that's kind of the big thing for me. If you if you keep living in the past, you can't move forward. And I, I see that a lot especially with NASCAR and Dale Earnhardt.
2: And it also made me angry, you know, after he was gone, and then everybody was like, oh, yeah, his son's going to have to fill the shoes. And then we get 10 years down the road, and they're like, you know, oh, he's nothing like his dad. Well, maybe he doesn't want to be like his dad. I mean, what?
1: I could have told you from day one, being a new fan in the sport, he's not going to be his dad. He's not going to meet those numbers.
2: Yeah, nobody is going to come in and fill the I can tell you, as a lifelong NASCAR fan, watching since I was a – you know, before I can even remember what it was, I was probably in front of a TV when I was first born, you know. The day Dale Earnhardt died was probably one of the toughest days as a sports fan, in my opinion, was for me, ever. Because when he crashed, you, you think at first, oh, that's nothing, you know, it's whatever, you know. But then we're, we're waiting, and we're waiting. He's not out of the car yet. Uh, okay, we're waiting. And then, you know, a couple hours later, Mike Helton comes on TV, and he says, you know, Dale didn't make it, you know. And then, I mean, that was one of the toughest Days right. in sports. Probably one of the most saddest days in sports, to be honest. But I don't know why people think that. Like, why can't we have another intimidator? Where, like,
1: I, I'm just curious there, to people, get. Have your, you
2: ever heard people compare Kyle Bush to Dale Earnhardt? They're like, oh, he could be the next intimidator. No,
1: no, he can't. You put your name in the same sentence. Any you put any driver's name in the same sentence with Dale Earnhardt, and they're going to say absolutely not, no way. Yeah, and I don't understand that because you could put people in the same name as in the same sentence as Richard Petty. Been done a lot jimmy johnson mm-hmm. richard Petty, even jimmy johnson dale earnhardt both have seven championships you know jimmy has more wins by default because earnhardt passed away but you know who's everybody says he's the number one driver in nascar history It's like i'm i think david pearson was a way better driver
2: yeah people just say richard Petty might be the number one because he has 200 wins
1: and seven championships seven daytona 500s
2: yeah i mean we're talking different generations decades of yeah, racing you, can, you know you could
1: break that down deck generationally and Dale Earnhardt was the top driver one of the best drivers in the 90s up there with Gordon
2: yeah that's why we had a whole episode dedicated to the 40 the top 40 drivers that we would love to see in NASCAR of all time race in one time
1: right how cool
2: would that be that would be awesome we would, then and, we could really see the different styles of racing over the years to begin with
1: right but i i think that's a good Debate segment, and I'm curious to see. I'm posting online tonight when we're done recording. Like, what's your, what do the fans take I on mean, it? I'm curious to see what they will say. I think they would agree that. I I think it's going to be a mixed bag because you bring up, and it's not a derogatory to Dale Earnhardt.
2: Yeah, in no way and no means are we trashing Dale Earnhardt or the sport of NASCAR at this point. You know,
1: it's but just at what point do you let it go? Move on. It's tougher for some people than others. Like Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast, I listen to it all the time, and he just wants to hear stories about his dad, which is understandable. Yeah. But for NASCAR and and fans to say, NASCAR, or for fans of NASCAR more specifically, to say NASCAR died when Dale Earnhardt died, I think it's false.
2: Yeah, it's completely false. It's just, I don't know. That's just wrong.
1: I think it is, too. And I think people trying to... Make money on this tragedy by making movies and more documentaries. I mean, how many documentaries of Dale Earnhardt are there? You have in the blink of an eye, Dale. The Day. The, the Day, ESPN. And everybody has the same story. And it's like You hear it once, you hear it again. And how many times do you think Daryl Waltrip, Mike Joy, Michael Waltrip, Dale Jr., and everybody involved in that is tired of telling the same story? Yeah. What else are we going to find out new? Nothing new. Absolutely nothing. No. We know how he died. It was a tragedy.
2: Yeah. Ken Schrader's going to tell you the same thing that he went up to the car Kim every Trader's single time.
1: Gonna, he's not going to give details.
2: Yeah. Because that's of, not how he wants to do it, you know? It scarred him for life, probably. Right.
1: And you, you look at, well, where was I going with this? You, I don't know. You can't, there's, it's been sliced up in every which way. And it's, I think it's played time, out. It has been played out since 2001, almost 20 years ago. I think it's time to let it go.
2: Don't worry. Once we get to 2021, day 2,500, yeah, we're, we're I, gonna, I can guarantee you gonna, all those are going to be right on TV again. Yep. 20 years later. Yeah, we're 20 years later from it happening, but... I, I don't mean, know how many times you can sell that. And you make can't. Up, it, you can't. Because you
1: look at... I mean, why did safety... And then another debate you could have is why did safety change when Earnhardt passed? Why not when Tony Roper died of a basilar skull fracture? Kenny Irwin Jr., and Petty, one year prior to that, yeah, died of the same injury. Why wasn't it changed then? Exactly. And then, but oh, a big name and draw like Dale Earnhardt dies. Now we have to make changes.
2: Now the Hans device came out after that, right?
1: Hans device was mandated after that by NASCAR, but
2: it had come out. But before it had, then. had
1: head and neck restraints had come out, and I think maybe two drivers wore head and neck restraints yeah. in the 2001 Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Why was you know why is it reactive when a big driver dies?
2: I mean, you know, just. I think it was Larry McReynolds that probably said that. Somebody said it during that Fox broadcast. Larry McReynolds, when Tony Stewart was flipping down the backstretch, right. literally not too long before we get to the final lap. And Larry McReynolds is saying, yo, you know, we need to fix something about the safety of these cars because someone is going to get hurt.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That was a pretty long debate segment. That's I'm curious to see what the fans will think of that. As listening to the show, we'll probably get a little... Hateful remarks about that.
2: I mean, hey, if you're not getting hateful remarks, you might probably doing it wrong. Maybe we have to. There has to be opinions somewhere. Yeah, and there can't be on everybody's side.
1: No, I can't be on the fan side all the time. That's just my personal preference on the whole deal. The ripple effect from that that's still being yeah looked at even now, almost twenty years later. That's just me. All right, enough about that. Enough about that. are Let's done. get
2: somewhere else. <laughs> all right,
1: I think we've come to the point of the show where we can start our giveaway. And yes. Like I, so I have all the names written out here, and it took me forever to do this. I have eighty, whatever, eighty-seven names. Yeah, eighty-seven. Uh, I think it's what from you said both earlier. Facebook and Twitter. A lot of Twitter. Yes. Feedback from that, and my phone was blowing up for the past. Same here. Few weeks about that.
2: I mean, I wasn't complaining.
1: I wasn't either. I I was glad (laughs) to get those notifications. So, again, what we're going to do is this. I'm going to have Preston hold the random number generator. And what we're going to do is do do it 16 times, and we're going to reset the generator. Because I want to give kind of everybody a chance to get this. It would just be anticlimactic for me to go pick a random number. You win. Great for that one fan. And then the other 86 fans are, oh, man. Yeah, so I feel like maybe you give them a shot. So I'm gonna go ahead and press in the phone, gonna position myself here better, here, and then we're gonna try our first giveaway here.
2: Do you want me to go and hit the button?
1: Um, yeah, I wish I downloaded the drum roll. That's thing. That's all right. Okay, so first entry, number forty one. Number forty one. Now I gotta find number forty one, <laughs> and if I butcher your name out there, forgive Sorry. me. <laughs> all right, so number forty one is our number one pick. All right, I'm going to have you try to read it. It's Al something, Al
2: Holsworth, Halsworth. Halsworth. Halsworth?
1: That's, all right, he's the number one. See,
2: and, it, now, I mean, and now
1: if Al's listening, he says, "I have a chance to win."
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So
1: I'm going to put, or no, I'm just going to put down the number here. Forty-one, little former Daniel Suarez action.
2: Okay, 61.
1: 61 Now, what am
2: I doing? We're here? all over the place here. I have three sheets I wish, of paper in I wish front of me. People could see this.
1: YouTube will help that. Michael Kirkland. Okay. So that was number sixty
2: one? Yes. That's all our right. number two entry.
1: Boy, I can see people now going, Come
2: on. Come on. Come
1: on. This is
2: ridiculous.
1: Oh, number sixty-nine. All right, number sixty-nine. Alex Blanning.
2: Number three entry. All right, so
1: that's our number three. Yeah. Number four.
2: Number sixty two. Boy, this thing is, Boy, all is the, this, this thing, is, thing just is right in there. <laughs> Tony
1: Sal Sal Dana? Sinatra? No, it's not Sinatra. <laughs> number
2: sixty two. Uh, Tony Saldana. Saldana. Saldana? Okay.
1: Uh, Well, Tony's in it. Yeah. Tony, you're in it. Tony, you're you're way in it. Okay.
2: 34.
1: 34. That's on the first page. Now, so many people didn't use their real names. Of course. They used their stuff. And this goes by DNF Racers. So DNF Racers, you're in it. 34.
2: Must be a Twitter name. It is. Okay. 48.
1: 48. That's a good number. Oh, it was right here. (laughs) You're gonna like this. Psycho underscore Michael. Ooh. <laughs> psycho
2: underscore
1: Michael. So psycho underscore Michael is in it. All right, go ahead. Number thirty seven. All right. Stanley Normile. Stanley, you're in it. <laughs> you're gonna you, I love it. The winner of this is gonna receive a personal message from yeah. me anyway. All right.
2: Probably the day that this podcast comes out. Oh, Number seventeen.
1: Seventeen. Justin Huber. Oh boy. Read that. I, I'm not a very good reader. Huber. I would just say Huber. Oh, no, Huber. Justin, you're in it.
2: Uh, Number 86. Man. Oh, all oh, the way wow. in the end. All the
1: way. Caps T. And you know what? He entered in yesterday.
2: Oh. Hey, how about that? Look at that. Last minute entries.
1: Yeah, last minute entries. I told him he got 24 hours. 27. 27. Oh, boy. I messed up here. I'm messing up my own system here. Oh, dear. 27, right? Yes. Now, you're going to have to read this one. Oh, boy. I'm just, like hand, I'm just gonna hand. I'm just gonna hand that to you.
2: Let's see. Oh, Suzette McGuire.
1: Suzette McGuire. Thank McGuire. you. McGuire. You're, you're like our Mike official McGuire. reader here at In the Marbles. Yeah. I just do. I deal with numbers. Number twenty-four. Good number twenty-four. Huntman Bowen. Hmm. Huntman Bowen. Hunt, Huntman Bowen. Yep. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Okay. Oh my. Matt Colbertson. Another. Yeah. Last minute entry.
2: A number 12 entry. That's good. Yeah, four more. Number 84.
1: Jeff Grimes. Another last minute last entry. Last minute
0: entry. <laughs>
1: Did we really, 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 We just went 85, 84. People going to think this is rig. I swear, this is random. Yeah, it's generator.
2: random generator. swear to God. 79.
1: Brian Stone. Whoa. A fan of the show that we, we know of.
2: 79. So now, you see, Brian's like, all right, I got a chance. Yeah, exactly.
1: 29. 29. We didn't use that one yet. All right, here. Oh, boy. I should have done this a little more organizi- organizationally. John Veith. So that was number 29. So we got how and many more? One more? One more. All right, here be, we go. Let's be entering in.
2: Let's see what was going on here. 76. Wow, geez, this thing is going high numbers. High rollers only. Okay, and Robert Keller. All right.
1: 76. Okay, so... For those of you who entered in, I think this is a good way to do it. This yeah, is, this, right, ma- this, this makes, makes great. I'm excited. I'm excited.
2: <laughs> it's it just makes that the energy is just. Uh, I all can't. Right, so
1: I'll, I'll take the phone and reset this to from 86 to 16. All right. So now we're going to do the top 12. Yep. Out of all those guys, and if you heard your name out there, you know who you are. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to wait till the end to or the top four to read who's in it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and. Uh, Get it going, right. number one.
2: All right, number five. Whoever number
1: thirty. You know, I'm just gonna read it. You know why not, not? Sure, why not? Yeah. All right, so thirty. All right, number one was number five, which was number thirty-four, which is DNF racers. You're right. still in it. Congratulations. All right. All right, here we go again. It's random, eleven. It's a random number, so it might come up again, and we're not gonna do that. So yeah. number eleven is number twenty-four, which I know I right, huntman Bowen, and that was twenty-four.
2: All right. Are you crossing off on the first list so we know which numbers we already? Well, I'm, I'm
1: just switching them over to the next column there. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: All right. So we've done 5 and 11. 14. 14, which was number 79, which was
1: Brian Stone. Nice. People are going to think this is rigged.
2: It is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Now, I was saying you should put, like, a line next to, on the first column, you know, the numbers, so we know that we've done that number. Like, number five, we did, it was two times in a row, you know what I mean? All right, so. So, uh, Yeah, like that.
1: That, number 11.
2: And 14.
1: And 14. Okay. Yeah,
2: there you go. Makes it a little bit easier. All right,
1: so number four. And people got to sit. Number seven. People got to sit here this whole time. And wait. And wait. So, number seven was 37, which was. Stanley Normile, no, read number thirty-seven.
2: <laughs> Stanley Normal Normile, oh yeah, I, I would, I don't know. Okay, it was
1: Stanley. You are you are advancing into the next round here.
2: Yeah. Number 15.
1: 15, which was number twenty-nine. John Veith,
2: congratulations, John. You are in right. the next round. You are
1: going into the next round.
2: Number thirteen.
1: Let me see here, real quick. Make sure I am doing this right. All okay. right, number thirteen. Yeah,
2: thirteen seed. 84, 84,
1: Jeff Grimes. Congratulations, so that was 13? Yes. You imagine doing this on YouTube and everybody just, oh, my oh gosh, my God, hurry up. What's
2: going on here? Uh, Number one seed. Wait, did we already get that one? No, no. Nope. Number one seed. All right, that would be
1: number 41, Al Hallsworth. Hallsworth, Hallsworth. So that was 41, and Al's Al he He's the Jimmy Johnson of this whole thing.
2: Number nine. And that would be nine Caps seed. Caps T. Number eight
1: would be 17, which would be Justin Huber. All right, right. Three to go.
2: Number 10, 10 seed. 27, which will be
1: Suzette McGuire. Yeah, McGuire, 27. All right.
2: Oh, We just did number 10. Yeah, number 10's.
1: 12. 12, which would be 85. Matt
2: Culvertson,
1: I hope. <laughs> Again, if I your butcher your here. name, I'm sorry. So good job, Matt. Moving up.
2: Uh, we did number 15. Yeah, number already. 15 again. 15 again. 12 we yeah, did. Yeah, we did 12. 16. Oh,
1: the last pick. Robert Keller.
2: Congratulations, Robert. You
1: made it. All right. Dun, 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 dun. So we have our top 12 here. This is going to... All right, so we're going to go to 12. All right.
2: All right, seeds 1 through 12. Here we go. Seeds
1: 1 through 12, and top 8 will advance.
2: Yes. The number 11 seed.
1: Number 11 is 85, which is... Matt Culbertson.
2: Congratulations, Matt. All
1: right, Matt's moving up.
2: The number seven seed. Number seven's 41,
1: which is, I think, Al. Yeah, Al Hodsworth. So seven's gone. Three. Number eight seed. Number eight is 86, which is Caps T.
2: Look at that. Right on.
1: Man, this late entry's paying off here. It
2: is. Okay. And that was number. That was the eight seed. Thank you. All right. uh, The number
1: four seed. Number four, which is 37, which is Stanley Normile. Again, sorry, Stanley, if I am butchering your name. So that was number four. The number six seed. Number six is 84, 84. which is Jeff Grimes. 84. I'm making sure I do this right because I don't want to say, oh, we messed up. We got to do this all over again. Oh,
2: God. It would be terrible. Uh, The number three seed. Number three, which is 79, who is...
1: Brian Stone.
2: Man, look out,
1: Brian. Brian might get it.
2: All right. The number wait, we already got eight seed. Yep. The number one seed. Number one is thirty-four.
1: Who is DNF Racers? All right. Good job, DNF Racers. Yeah, one more. One more.
2: We get number seven too already? Yes, we did. You got number seven. Ten.
1: Ten is twenty seven. Who is Suzette McGuire? All right. So top eight. Okay, now we cut it down in half.
2: I think while we get ready for here, we should probably do our driver of the week.
1: All right. Who is our driver of the week this week?
2: So while Beamer sets up for our top eight here, our driver of the week is not other than the one, the only Casey Kane, born April 10th, 1980. He's racing currently doing dirt tracks, excuse me, and is a professional stock car racing driver. Last competed in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series in 2018, driving the number number 95, excuse me, Dumont Jets Procore Technology Chevrolet Camaro for...
0: Levine, Racing.
2: Well, Levine, Levine, Levine. From Unumclaw, Washington. I'm sure I'll butcher that one easily. Some of his achievements, 2000 USAC National Midget Series Champion, a three-time Coca-Cola 600 winner, Sprint All-Star Race winner, a Gatorade Dual winner, and the 2017 Brickyard 400 winner. He raced 529 races over 15 years in the NASCAR Cup Series with a best finish in points of 4th, coming in 30th in the 2018 standings. His last race was at the Bojo Ingles Southern 500 in 2018 after... The what? Oh Jangles.
1: No, you said boy Jangles.
2: I did not say boy Jangles. Oh my gosh! But you, if you want to, if you want send the boy Jangles Southern
1: Five Hundred. But just
2: send it, send it, buddy, <laughs> send it. <laughs> he has a total of eighteen wins in the Cup Series, <laughs> one hundred and seventy-six top tens, and
1: twenty-seven poles. Well, what was crazy about that race? His final race in the Cup Series.
2: Yeah, he was, heat exhaustion. He,
1: well, he yeah he was out there for a long time, and. I talked to a team member of his, a person who was on the team with him, and he stated that they, he almost died after that race because he was so dehydrated because they kept trying to get the wave around to get on the lap. They didn't replenish his fluids like they did. Yeah. And if, I think in like a week or two later, they, they ran a test trying to medically clear him, and the doctor said, nope, you're done.
2: Yeah, so he had stated in August that he was going to step away from full-time competition at the end of the year. And then, of course, at that race in September, he had the heat exhaustion. And, and then he announced that he would sit out the Brickyard 400, mm-hmm. replaced by Regan Smith. And it was fall. It was announced after the Brickyard that he would continue to sit out for the next three races until October 9th. He announced on Twitter that he would sit out for the remainder of the year. So our driver of the week is Casey, Casey Kane. Kane.
1: I like Casey Kane. I miss watching him. Race. Yeah. All right, so top four. One through eight has been selected on the random number generator. Let's see who's going to go into the round of four. The number four seed. The number four seed, which is number 37, which is Stanley Normile. All right, Stanley. Stanley. The number four seed has been crossed out.
2: The number one seed. Which is
1: 85. Who is Matt Colbertson.
2: Congratulations, Matt. All right. In the final four. The number seven seed, the number
1: seven seed, which is thirty four, which is DNF racers.
2: All right, awesome, and, and
1: who's get the final spot here?
2: All right, we did. We already get number one. No, number no, we did Yeah, we did. We got the number one seed already.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I apologize. To cross
2: that one out. I apologize.
1: The number six seed, number six, which is seventy nine, which is Brian Stone. <laughs>
2: I can't help but laugh at this right All now. All right, so I don't know how I don't know how this has happened. <laughs>
1: so everyone in the top four DNF racers. Let's see, DNF racers: Brian Stone, who's here, uh, four eighty-five. Making sure this is right, people. Matt Culbertson, thirty-seven, is Stanley Normile. Well, you got a twenty-five percent chance of winning this Mark Martin one thousand Star Commemorative. That's right. I can't black. wait. And in addition to that, you're going to get an In the Marbles t-shirt and sticker.
2: Ooh, that's like a package deal right there. A package there.
1: deal just for entering in to win this. I, all right, so one through four here. Oh, my gosh. Durr, I wish I had a drum roll. roll. I wish I had a drum roll. Uh,
2: all right, here we go. I'm going to click it.
1: All right, here we go. Who's going to win our first?
2: Who's the number four seed?
1: Number 79, Brian Stone.
2: Can you believe it? <laughs> Brian Stone <laughs> wins it.
1: Congratulations,
2: Brian. It's totally randomized the entire time. And that's why I, I gave everybody a fair shot here. I don't care what anybody says. That was probably the most exciting giveaway I've probably ever seen happen. Well, because do you ever think when you enter in this stuff
1: that you give it away? I, I enter in stuff like this all the time. And that's
2: that's so funny. I don't care. That is how we are going to do every single giveaway from now on, hopefully. All right. All right. Here we go. Or at least a top eight or something. You know,
1: I thought that was great.
2: I thought Brian Stone win, wins the how I mean, that's just I don't care. Exciting. Good job, way. Brian. And I mean,
1: I that was fun. If I, I hope everybody enjoyed that. And
2: I'm so glad and, you came up with the
1: idea of this. Well, it wasn't really my idea. I just kind of stole NASCAR's idea and just put it into the giveaway. Well, I figured to make it interesting besides hitting one number and saying you win.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's lame. Come on, let's be real. That's lame.
1: But then, you know, DNF winners thought he had it up to the end. And
2: doggone gone it. Brian Stone. Look out sweeping in and getting
1: it all right so congratulations to brian we're going to go ahead and get into our final thoughts here white flag white flag white flag one lap to go one lap right here. first giveaway congratulations again to brian stone that was a. I, I can't wait to do more of those hopefully more will come here later in the year more so in the year but you got anything before we wrap it up here president kind of a it was a long episode. Yeah, but we talked about it a lot. I can't wait to hear everybody's opinion on the whole Dale Earnhardt thing.
2: Mm-hmm. No, um, we have Rolex Twenty Four this weekend, so we're yeah, slowly getting I, I into might, the swing of things. again. I, I
1: might catch some of that. I'm to watch a twenty four hour race, even as hardcore of a fan as I am.
2: I try to watch as much as I can. When that it's would on be TV.
1: tough to. See. Oh, that would be tough. Yeah, terrible. And I'll, I'll keep up with it. C- curious to see how Kyle Busch would do. Yeah. And if he wins it, that'd be great. I think Jeff Gordon won it a few years ago. I think so. All right. I
2: don't remember. Well,
1: you got anything else?
2: No, that's it. All right. no, So Let's we'll close we'll, the show uh, out. Yeah, we're this thing on the road.
1: You know? All right. So thank you, everybody, again, for listening to In the Marbles. Stay tuned for future giveaways. I so hope you enjoyed this giveaway of In the Marbles, our first one. Make sure to like us on Facebook at In the Marbles, on Twitter at MarblesIn, and on Instagram if marbles. you search in the Marvels, you'll come up there. So for Preston Lude, I am Matt Beamer. Make sure to subscribe, too, and comment on iTunes and whatever, however you listen to podcasts to see how we're doing. For Preston Lude, I am Matt Beamer. Thank you so much. See you guys next week.